It's just Boone and his bad bike. It's me and a gurney. It's happy trying to do the right thing and half set. I mean, it's, it was a great foursome. We really had a lot of fun. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Hey, everybody. How's it going down? What's cracking? What's happening? What's the word? Hope you're all well. Because here we go. We're listening to uh, Theory. Well, you're listening to it. I'm the one talking. Um, Let's go. What are we waiting for? Hashtag Reaper Reviews. We know what we're doing. We know what you're here for. Let's get into it. Without further ado, let's go sit down with the man whose hair gets nicer by the day. Kim Coates. And let's get into this. All right? What are you waiting for? Let's go. Right now. All right. Are your headphones in? Yes. We're recording. Everybody has seen it. Are we? Are we recording? They just checked. They just watched you check your headphones. Theo. Yeah. Have you noticed something different about my apparel today on this wacky Wednesday? You're wearing a jacket. Do you know why? No. Do you know where I am right now? I'm in Canada. I know. We that know that. Of the painting, yes. Yeah. The family knows. Everyone knows. The peeps mm-hmm. know. They all know. I mean, can't, right? Hanging out. It's fucking freezing. Okay. Whoa. My, my Saskatchewan hard ass biker blood has left me years ago. It's in <laughs> LA somewhere. It's in LA hanging out, waiting for me to return home yep. by my palm trees. I have to, my wife, she refuses to turn the heat on, Theo. This is it. Agent 644. What's the temperature, Agent 644? <laughs> What's the temperature? It's not even that bad. You want Celsius, you go on Fahrenheit. You're I'm going to go with Fahrenheit, even though I have figured out the formula for Celsius. Yeah, because you were just there. Um, yeah. It's probably about 42 degrees Fahrenheit. 40. Freezing. Freezing. Maybe 38. It's pretty cold. Freezing. Pretty, actually, actually, you know, it's closer to free. It's closer to 32. We're having a cold day in Texas. It's 58 and I am, uh, yeah, I'm not doing well. Um, But let me ask you this. Is there snowfall? Yeah. (laughs) Why'd you say that? It's 30. She just checked. It's 30. And we have nine inches. You know what nine inches looks like? You never (laughs) did. I do. (laughs) It's nine inches. It's about like that. It's snow. snow. Oh, I digress. So, I so, so it's cold and it's cold in Texas. And also, here's what's funny because people like to know this dumb shit that I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, and when I say dumb, it just shows how dumb I am. Is uh, we wouldn't want you and I, you way. and I talked earlier because things got a little crazy. And I actually realized that I had forgotten to watch the episode and you yeah. and I were going to record. And there was a moment when I was out walking Rocco and I went, do I try to wing it? I thought, do I try to wing it? And then I thought, I can't wing it because I have never seen the episode. And then I thought, well, Kim can just talk the whole time and I'll nod. And then I thought, I can't do that because he might not know what he's talking about. <laughs> Which is 90% of the time. No, I've had nightmares of this happening where I'm supposed to be reviewing the I forgot. reviews with my boy. I just and I didn't forgot. watch. I forgot. And I, 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 and I, I worry about you'd be going, Coach, what do you think about that? When Unser put that belt buckle on, I'd be going, yeah. Ah. yeah. 
That was crazy. That was his choice. That was, you know, and I'd be looking at you to go pick me up, pick me up. Cause I don't, I didn't watch the fucking show. So I went hell's bells and I watched it and here we are and we're ready to go. And, uh, yeah. and I got to tell you, it was, weird. it was like my stomach drop <sighs> when you're like, Hey, are you ready to do this? And I went, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, and I, I wanted to go, who cares? But who cares? That, that, but but I couldn't say who cares. No. With no, you've got so, to watch the show. So speaking of who cares, there's been a, there's been a lot of kerfuffle, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of hubbub, a lot of things going on on the uh, on the interwebs about this merch that we're doing. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm very excited about that. Actually. So am I. So here we just finished I'll find, the design. I'll find some new T-shirts to wear because <laughs> yeah, I well, you're gonna have to wear it over months. your jacket. That's fine. <laughs> so we're we're. Uh, we're partnering with this limited edition company. They do limited edition drops. This is nice. the lingo. This is the lingo. They do limited edition drops. And uh, ours is going to come out. It's going to start with three shirts. I'm not going to say what they are. Wow. Um, and they're going to be limited edition. And when I tell you everything that the, that the people, that the fam crow, that the Samley has wanted, is on these three shirts and uh, they're going to be, limited. are they going to get their wishes? Are they going to get their they're wishes? Getting their wishes. The Dude, design I'm so proud of you and your people. Amazing. Oh my God. Agent six, four, four is going to be in the building. <laughs> Rumor has it. Does it say that right? Oh yeah. There's my six, four, four. I see my, I see. it's me. It's really me, Samley. It's really me. Don't ever change that number. I can't now. now. No, you can't now. All the time we tried figuring, tried to figure out. You had, you had, and that you want to talk about limited edition. You had Kim Coates <laughs> once. You had Kim Coates <laughs> once on one episode. Which I might, is- I might, I might have it again because I am about to travel a lot. We'll talk about that next week because next week it gets crazy for you and me. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. Agent well, well, when you, if you do have the Kim Coates, then you'll wear the agent. You know, we'll get something with six four four. Yeah. So yeah. that so yeah. point is, we're gonna we're gonna have this merch coming. We're really excited, and uh, and yeah, the show's been fantastic. People seem to be digging it. We got a bunch of the other uh, cast members and all that kind of coming in. K- KJ was super involved in uh last Kenny Johnson. Kenny, Kenny never told me he loved me so much in his entire life this past week from last week's episode. Like, how great was that? I mean. Kenny Johnson talking about that fight and talking about the beer bottle and, and, and all your, all your peeps, eh, bro. Like everyone's KJ wrote me like private messages. He's like, let me tell you, let me tell you the real story about the, (laughs) and he wrote me the real story about the fight. And I got to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. I want to know he, uh, well, let me, I'm going to, I don't want to say the whole thing, but one of the highlights of what, what, what KJ said was, I got to look at it. Because uh, yeah, yeah the as real as story. The real story. Well, I'm not going to go into most of it, but he did say that it was rehearsed at least 17 times. Um, I, I don't remember it being rehearsed 17 times. I do I remember, remember it being rehearsed. I do remember it being re- rehearsed in chunks. Yeah, because Kenny because Kenny couldn't remember the fight, so we had to rehearse it in chunks. And I didn't. I, so, in other words, when he jumped me from behind, you saw it. He yeah. did it ten times. And then when I pushed him on the pool table, what he, he said it was that? the collision was just the way oh, no, it the, happened. Yeah, the, no, the collision was completely. And Stephen K. directed that episode, and I talked about this last week. I mean, Kenny almost killed someone like that in a previous show. Yeah. So we should have never been doing these two oxes coming together the way amazing. they did because. 
One of us was going down and we know who it was. Yeah. But what's funny is that was such a big TIG episode. Eureka is going to be another big one. And uh, I was sitting here. What's so weird is, again, I was going to try to wing this episode and I'm glad I didn't for a multitude of reasons. But one of the things that I thought was so interesting is I'm, I'm watching this. I had one of those moments, which I'm sure you've had. I'm like, have I seen this or why do I know this episode so well? And then what's really interesting is I figured it out and it it opened up this whole <clears throat> kind of Pandora's box of these other things I was thinking of, which is this. There's a scene in this, which we'll get to, but there's an image of you kind of on the ground, all bloody. Yeah. And it's one of those images that you always see of Tig, like online. Yeah gifts and in memes. So you yeah. see it so many times that you think, I know this, I've seen this, but you haven't actually seen the whole episode. You've seen that one picture. It's like juice in the diaper. You, you've you seen that picture so many times. Yeah. And that one of you bloody, which I now know is outside of a van yeah, thrown out, has been one of those take pictures that I've been seeing for years, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And and it's not and, and that's not the only one. The thing with Tig was <laughs> they're always we've talked about this. He bites off the guy's ear. Mm. I did it five or six times during the seven years. That was his go-to. So there was always blood around. There was always and blood in his bit. nose. You bit and, and I got bit. Got and bit. I got yeah. my ass bit. And I got shot. And I got bit. I mean, seriously, it was just Tig and blood. They they go together like a Ryan Coke and some <laughs> some ice. <laughs> uh oh, that might be one. And they you, they would use those as still photos and promos, so you feel like in your mind you're like, oh, I've seen this before. And that's where I was like, oh, I have not seen this episode at all. But there was definitely a lot of memorable uh, things that stayed. I think that's why so many people have requested this. So speaking of that, before we get into this, um. You know, somebody who I just got to, I got to shout him out because, you know, I, I love doing it, but big Rosie is the shit. She, she was wearing a bad blood thing the other day. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and she, we've all met, she's been to everything, Ro- right? Ro- Rosie, I, you know, the thing about all, all our incredible family peeps out there, I don't even know what half of them do in, in their, in their life, because when we do get a chance to say hi or it's at a convention or a charity, or they're at a, a, a screening that I have a movie and they just come. Right. It's, it's, it's so much about, it's so nice to see you. It's so much about, you're such a fan. It's so much about, I love and your jacket. And they're like friends. It's like we've known And they're, they're kind of like, yeah. And Rosie yeah. has been a buddy of ours and Sons of Anarchy and our work, Thea. Like she knows everything you've done, everything I've done. And she is just flat out a beautiful soul and human being. Yes. And I, I can't wait to see her again. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's the thing that I just love so much. So again, I just wanted, uh, uh, Rosie was someone that I saw, you know, I, I saw that thing on Twitter and I was like, Oh man, you know, and again, I know this is going to be a journey. We're going to be doing this for a while. And please, you know, the last thing I never like singling people out because I always think that, it makes other people be like, wait, but what about me? I'm a, I'm a big fan too, or I'm a big, I'm part of the family and I'm part of the fam crow. And just know that that that's not what this is. Like we're singing, we're just, as we, you you realize you, Kim and I don't know what we're talking about. It's like, as we think about them, they're coming up and uh, we just appreciate everyone so much. And I know it's kind of cool when people like, oh my God, they mentioned us and they said us, but just know we see everyone. We see you all like, you know, and, and, and this isn't leaving anybody out or doing whatever. And I promise you, 
I'm going to continue to try my best to constantly acknowledge the people who not just support the show, but have supported Kim and I forever. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very well said, Theo. And like, yeah, yeah, Big Rosie BK, right? That's her little handle mm-hmm. on Twitter, Big Rosie BK. She, she's amazing. And you, and they all are. And yeah, when we, when we, uh, every week, there's so much to get to in the, in this show. And we only have a certain, you know, we, we do it for yeah. about an hour, sometimes yeah. a little bit longer. And we, we love it. But Theo, you've always been this way. You're so good at that. You always want to give it up to your fans and, and people who, who, who really appreciate our work and our charities and our dogs and our animals and saving the planet. So yeah, this isn't about, Oh, we've forgotten people or no. we're going to be doing this for a long time now. Yeah, And, and just we'll, know we'll, we're going to get to everybody. We're going to try. Yeah. We're going to try yeah. all we can do just like how we try to remember anything. And just like how uh, we just try. And that's, I think that a lot of people have gotten away from not just in, in everything in life, like just try and just know that people are trying their best. And this is what I tell people, give everybody a break because I think a lot of people are just trying their best. And with something like this and the, the development of this family around this and the way people have become, and you and I getting to do these, which we love so much because, uh, you know, we get to just have fun and we don't know what the fuck's going on and we're traveling all over. And now that we're getting busy with the, you know, these movies and these projects again, it's like, we're going to be doing these, like you said before the show, you might be in a bathroom doing these. Yeah. I might be coming up on a roof somewhere, but we're going to keep doing them. They might not be the best quality. They might not be the best, but you're going to hear us and we're going to, there, just- there ain't no podcast like you and I have. There is nothing. So let, let me say one more thing too. Like, yeah. bro, I don't know about you, but I'm getting better at this shit now. Like I, I, I am, I feel, I feel, even though I know nothing, I know nothing, nothing. I'm trying so fucking hard. And every time now that I sit down and watch a show like Eureka, should we start? Should we just get into Eureka? Yeah. I just want to shout out. I'm going to shout out three more people quick, just because I have to ready. Just because Rebecca Gutierrez has been absolutely amazing. She actually goes by Rebecca Gutierrez Hunnam. So apparently, uh. Either Are they married? married? Do we I not know? know. <laughs> she might have been. They might have got married. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and that's what I'm going to do for now. We'll do, uh, we'll do the rest another time. But just amazing. And then we got some cool questions for later. But you know, I want you to start off on Eureka one because I just watched it ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> two, so you're fresh. And two, you're fresh. I'm not in it. No. Do you want to explain this is, why? Th- th- I'm, I'm going to explain why. Uh, basically, I, and I didn't realize that you weren't in it until about halfway through. I'm going, wait a minute, where's Juice? It's funny how, you know, uh, there's certain characters that I'm used to maybe not seeing or not as. But when when you're not there, it's weird to me. It's weird mm-hmm. for me. And also, this is our show. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going. But you know what? There was Kurt Sutter came up to me, came up to everybody other than the top three, probably probably Charlie, Ron and Katie. He came up to all of us and said, you're not going to be in all of them. You're not going to be in all of them because they had to save money early first two seasons for sure. And I just forgot that you weren't in this one. And uh, you know, there's 10 of us, there's 10 of us around that table. And I don't know how many you ended up not being in, but this is one that you weren't in and we fucking miss you every time you're not there, bro. Yeah. I think I missed, and I'm not correct on anything in life, but I think I missed three episodes total the entire run. Yeah. That sounds about right. And uh, the way it works is when you do these contracts, kind of whatever they are, you kind of see like uh, 
how many episodes you do seven of 13s or 10 of 13s or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, and then sometimes they put you in all of them, but you're just at your minimum or that you, that they can leave you out of. And in the beginning, if you remember what we said first season, me, Opie, Piney, and uh, Taylor's character, um, Hale. Hale, were all guest stars. Mm-hmm. So that means that they're just not sure yet. <clears throat> they like you, but they're just not sure yet. And then um, when we got made regulars, it's on this you know 10 of 13 thing, which means you might be in 10, but you could be in more. 10's the minimum. You're definitely going to yeah, be in 10. That's right. And then when we would do big episodes and you always know which ones you're going to be left out of, because when we get to Eureka, you'll see there's like a hundred bikers when you guys are leaving, there's more people in the show. And that would mean money's getting allotted other ways. And they're like, Oh, we can save it if we leave this person out of the episode. So it was always heartbreaking for me in the beginning, because we were all so tight the whole, you know, eight years or whatever that you would feel like you were missing out. Like, I'd be like, oh man, I'm just going to go hang out at set. And sometimes I would just go to set if I wasn't in the episode and just hang out to learn from watching you guys or just to be there for the shenanigans that would go down. And Um, there was a lot of shenanigans. And there was a lot of shenanigans (laughs) that you didn't want to miss out on because if you went into work the next day and you're like, what I miss? And they're like, oh, you yeah, (laughs) they toilet papered someone's trailer or they taped, they taped them in there and they taped them in when he was taking a dump or something. You're like, what? And (laughs) so you didn't want to miss anything. So I was always upset if I wasn't there. And, uh, and, uh, but that was in the beginning where, you know, again, me, Opie, uh, Unser was another one who wasn't in all the episodes. Um, so this was one of them, but this was cool for me because, uh, Remember what we said in the first three seasons, juice was kind of different and lighter. When we get into these other ones, it's going to be. Yeah. It's a whole different piece of pie. A whole different piece of pie. Literally, (laughs) uh, literally and figuratively. Um, But I think that um, with what I loved about this episode, and there's so many things I want to talk to you about because you were involved in some stuff that was very uh, just tick. So let's let's go. Uh, it starts off. Go. I got the notes. Okay. Right. So Eureka, right? I mean, I know what the title means. It's a town in California that we actually never go to. But before you go, so, do you, do you yeah. know what you did? Your voice said previously on. Oh, did I? Was that my voice? That was oh. you. Now explain to people how exciting that was when you got to do that. So when Theo and I did it, as you, as you know, seven years of this, and there's, you know, there was 10 leads Seriously, by the end of the show, there was 10 of us. And you would go into the sound room to do some ADR for lines that don't work or an airplane's flying over all those motorcycle stuff. You can't be heard clearly. So you got to go and mimic your line movement. And, and it kind of takes a, takes, some, uh, takes a while to get, to, good, to get good at that stuff. But it's always fun to do in an ADR room. And so I remember my first time going in the ADR room and uh, they would say, okay, so Kim, Put down on tape next week on Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> or great. put down on tape on previously on Sons of Anarchy. And so I would hear myself go previously. And I go, that sucked. Hey, give me, I, I would fucking be in there for an hour going, hey, okay, I'm good with that. And so, so Charlie and Katie and then Booney and then me and then Tara and you and yeah. we would all have our little voices 
throughout the year one or two times. It was kind of fun. But you didn't know when it was coming. No. And what yeah. I would get called is I would get called from like, you know, other people, whether it be Jack's or somebody would be like, hey, did you hear your thing? And I was like, oh, it was me this week. It's so cool. <laughs> so when I so that when it opened up and I heard you, it's like right away you go, oh, shit, that's Tig. Tig did the previously on. And, and I should. You love that. And, and I'm glad you did because I think it's the perfect episode. So go ahead. Start it off. We're All right. So here we go. We're, we're going to go to Eureka, right? And it's mm-hmm. going to be an incredible children's uh, charity. And we're going to give a lot of money back to the community, which uh, not even this show, but bikers around the world are just so unbelievable at raising money for charities. It's 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 truly incredible. So that was kind of fun. There was a billion extras. And remember, Samley. That we just left on in the beginning of this show, the, the, what we just left, we just left off our prince as he was banging Tara up against the bathroom wall while I'm a Christian Renton, beautiful Christian, looked on. That's where we left. Oh, the is show. that that's the episode? Yeah, this? Okay. yeah, we did. We so, reviewed that one. Yeah, we did. And so oh, yeah. now here we are, fourth episode, season two. And okay, you got Gemma and Pearl. And his hands are not good. Hands. Pearl's hands are not good. And, and, you know, I think Ronnie wasn't even doing any acting there. He was like, you know, he's punched a few walls over, over the years and his fucking hands were sore. And didn't she love those fake needles, Thea? So those let me, fake- the fake needles, the way they work is it's a needle. Cause I've, I've, <clears throat> I've done them on a few different projects and it, it's a real needle, but then yeah. when it goes into your skin, the, the metal part retracts back so it looks like it's going in perfectly. It's an amazing right. prop. It's an incredible prop because not only does the needle go back into where the, the saline juice is coming out of and you can't see it, but the juice, juice, juice is juice. dropping down into another compartment. So it looks like there's no way that shit did not go in Ron Perlman's fucking hands. It's, it just looks amazing. And that's how good the prop is. So, so on that, I have a question about the, the hands, the cortisone and all that in the hands. Did they stick with that storyline throughout? Was that always happening? They, they did. They got less and less where they actually took the cortisone into his hands, but they always talked about his hands. Every got time, it. every time he's punching someone who talked about that with Darby and, Pearl would play the fucking so, so he, up until the end, up until when, when yeah. East exit stage left, the clay character, they always Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the hands were always part because because and this is a good t- t- time to bring this up for Samley. I'm sure they know, and if they don't, they should. If you can't ride, you can't be a part of the club. Hmm. If you can't ride, you're not a part of the club. You're you out. can't, you're out. Piney had to ride that tricycle. Because if he can't ride a trike, you can't be part of the club. So Perlman's biggest, one of his biggest fears was, what if I can't fucking ride? Right. If you can't ride, if you can't get on a bike, no pun intended, Ron. If you can't get on a bike, you can't be part of the club. You can't be the president anymore. That's right. So that was a big worry for Pearl, and I thought he played it beautifully. Yeah, so they have that great scene. We're going on this Irish gun run. So obviously the tension between Gemma and Clay is still there after what occurred in the yeah. first episode with Zobel's crew. Now you go to Jackson and, and Tara, right? He tells her it's the blood drive. I'm still assuming at this point he's still not telling her the truth about everything. This is kind of when she's in the dark, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, and I think so. Yeah. That's when she does that thing where she figures out. And again, you just reminded me that this is after he was uh, with Ima in the bathroom that now she's like, oh, my God, I'm his old lady. And she does. Oh, a really God, great I wrote that look. down for you. What you a know, beautiful look, because it's kind of like I'm scared shit and I'm kind of excited. 
right? No, that's exactly right. I'm scared shit, but I'm a bit of a big shit now. Yeah. She says, I'm your old lady. Like it clicks. Things are clicking for Tara now. That tough thing, that old lady thing. I mean, my God, she's getting the lingo down is what I wrote down. I mean, pretty fucking cool. And just to see her revelation of that in the moment is pretty amazing because she's kind of like, it all hits her and they, they really just left the camera there. And I, I just thought that was really so well played. So then that washes over her. We go to like, here we are. We're at the, we're at Telemoro. Jackson, Opie have that moment. And you could tell Opie's still like, you could tell that him and Jackson are going to have some kind of problems. Right. Cause Opie's like, the kids are uh, fine. So glad you brought that up because as Kurt Sutter's talked about years and years and years about how, you know, and you've brought this up. Uh, Ryan was just going to do the first season. That's all he wanted to do. First season sons. He was going to get wiped up by the end of the first season. But something happened between Jax and Opie that was so exciting and, 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 and incredible to watch that they, re- they, they rethought about stuff. And so now, <clears throat> second season, we're going to see a lot of stuff between Jax and mm-hmm. Opie. Good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, in a way, Jax wants not out of the club, but he goes nomad and coming up here and does strange shit and him and Claire and Opie, because he's lost Donna, can't even talk to his kids anymore. Can't even like he's so, so saddened by what he couldn't do to protect Donna. He's now at odds with Jax. Yeah. I mean, it's and really fun lot, to and watch. And again, there's a lot of it, almost in this whole episode, they go on a bit of a roller coaster ride Don't with they? their relationship. And I thought, and again, I think that's such an incredible wrinkle to throw in because they're supposed to be like the the inseparable ones, like Correct. whatever. And it shows that there literally is tension everywhere. And we'll and we'll get into that. But at that moment, right there at the garage, Opie avoid his talking about his kids, and he's kind of like, the kids are fine, Jacks. Like, don't don't bring it up. And yeah. you could tell it's Jacks just caring, but also. Jackson Clay are kind of setting up allies within the club. Like, you know what I mean? That's happening. We know that. Oh, not only is it happening, I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> we got more Irish and then Jimmy O and then fucking this, that, and the sons and then stall. I mean, anyway, we'll get into all that. So, so the, the Bobby fat boy in half section. Okay, okay, th- th- no, Please. thank you. I mean, I, I have it right here and I replayed it three times. Do you know who says that fucking line? Half sack. That was Johnny. Who said fat boy on an old fat boy? Because yeah. they did they never popped in on anybody. They just you just heard this voice. And I'm I'm fucking around. Tommy's there, you're not there. I'm I I you know, and, and we're just kind of and then someone says this, oh look at the old fat boy and an old fat boy. And I'm going, wait a minute, who said who fucking it was the prospect. The prospect. I mean, how the fuck did he get away with saying something like that? Right? You know, I always think that sometimes maybe I don't. Because that should have been said by, like, Tig. That should have been said by a prospect. That's what I'm saying. How the fuck did he get away? And yet, this was kind of half sex episode with the nut and the, the, and the new nut and the new nudicle, the whole. So, you know, we're, and, and, and we say coming up, is he ready to be a part? I don't know. This was a bit of a half, and half sex getting, a, you know, he's growing. But, but I got to tell you something that a lot of people don't know. And, and, and maybe, who knows, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I'll say it is sometimes. There was a thing in the beginning where Juice, half sack, happy when he came in. There was always like five versions of a script before we shoot it. More. Could be six. Could be one. Could be two. But there's versions of a script. And sometimes I would be in before I was in every episode. Before, you know, season four. Yeah. 
in the first three seasons, sometimes I'd be in one version of it and then I'd be out of another version of it. So I would get the script, like the blue script, but then I'd be out of the green. Uh-huh. And sometimes when I would get the green and I'm not in it, the lines that I would say oh, yeah, yeah. would You're be right. in a half sack or a happy or somebody else would say the lines that were written for me in that scene to show that, I mean, yeah. not to feel bad, not to whatever, not no, for no. to feel bad, but it would show that you were kind of replaceable in that moment because it's not specific. <laughs> no, it was not even that. It was they're saving money that way, but the line was so fucking good. Let's give it to someone else. Correct. That's, so that's, maybe, maybe they were like, hey, you know what? This is a big half sack episode. He's doing this thing. Yeah. Just maybe it was someone else was saying it. Maybe it was a juice. Maybe it was someone that I, was in the original. And they wanted to keep the line and they give it to someone else. No, that is exactly what happened. I'll Definitely. fucking, I, I, I bet one of my bikes on that. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah. And speaking of bikes, right in here while we're here. Yeah. Boonie. Boonie. Not Bobby. Boonie. Yeah. We know him as Boonie because he's Boone one of our Junior. best friends. Boone yeah. Jr. Never call him Mark. Yeah. His name is Mark, but don't do it. Just go with Boone. Yeah. Boonie hated that fucking bike so much. He hated but all his bo- bikes. But Bobby had to love that bike. That thing is backfiring. It takes out Tig coming up here. It can't fucking run. And there's always smoke. Johnny and the boys always make the fake smoke and sputter. And, and, and Bobby fucking absolutely loved that bike. Wouldn't get, but Booney hated that fucking bike. He came out like the Dickens on that thing. When he came out, he came like flying, the Dickens. <laughs> like flying out. He wrote because Bobby could ride. Oh yeah. He was a fucking incredible rider. And then here we are again. Once in a while, we, we get to talk about this, how much fun those early days were. I mean, it's just fun talking about how sack getting a new noodle and I'm milking a cow. I like, I'm look like an e- 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 so funny. just funny shit. Right. And just like milking a cow. Just Everybody having fun. Everybody in the group. Clay's not there. It's not serious. There's no tension. And it's just, again, half, just sitting there talking about half sacks nuts. And they, and as we've always said a million times, especially as we get into four five, six and seven, that comedy Oof. stuff is the greatest. It's just the greatest. And and we said this before, but the, the real one percenters out there who, who watched our show so incredibly religiously every week and they've watched it so many times over the years, they, they would say to me and, and to you and everybody else that they uh, they knew it was a fictional show. They knew that, you know, we'd be, all be in prison after the fourth episode if this was really based on. on right. But but what they loved about it and what they missed about the last few seasons was the humor. Yeah. Was the, the fun. And this was one of those ripping on each other, ripping on each other. And and here's right away. Happy firing a gun in the back lot. I don't remember that. I have. So that's so crazy. What what the fuck? People don't know. People don't know. You and I don't talk and and compare our notes, which is so crazy. I have written here. You have to listen to this. Besides the fact that we both threw our back out this week, which just shows you (laughs) our age. I just have awful posture. My my cat, my cabin got to me. You know, Rocco's pulling you too far. I can't even walk ever. I'm a mess. So, but one of the things I wrote here, why did happy fire into the air? That seems very dangerous. That's what I wrote. How did I dangerous? No, (laughs) that's it. Very dangerous. So where was safety first? Where was I? How did I let that go? But why did he do that? We're leaving. Celebration. Boom, boom. And they're off. Those are stray bullets. Those are stray bullets that went right over top of everybody else and hit someone in Sacramento. Like like someone in Sacramento, the bullet came down and went, what the fuck was was that? Is that a bullet? (laughs) Is that a bullet? (laughs) 
So point point is you got everybody together. We get this real funny thing going on. Um, the fat boy on a fat boy, the half sack scene with the nudicle. And then one thing I want to point out is Piney pulls up or comes out. Him and Clay are always at odds. Apparently I would, and this is why I've fiend so much for like a, like a, like a prequel. I just want to know what happened. Was it, it's, it's all because, and, and I'm sure everybody knows this. And I think this is it. The tension is Piney's convinced that Clay had something to do with John Teller. Right. So that's not that only is. is that, not only is that the truth though, that, that I think he does have suspicions for sure, but John Teller and Piney were like this. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why Piney and Jax are kind of like that. Because he sees in Jax John Teller. So what happened with uh Clay and Piney and John Teller and the other three, the original nine or whatever at first nine, um, I'm telling you what, that would be an incredible story to know what the fuck actually. Yeah, went because down. they they do have that tension, yet they have that respect and they really skate that line really well. So they have they that do. moment. We just talked about happy firing into the air. So here's here's the thing. Again, I'm not there for this episode. So the whole MC is there. Clay is riding for real. By the way, I noticed that Clay's riding for real. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. No, Money. and those those th- those riding scenes, uh, Samley. I'm telling you, those riding scenes where there's so many of us. Tell me about that. They, they 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 we literally had one shot. Don't don't fuck it up because it's too many bikes. It's too long. We, we've got to get it in one. So we were so on point, starting from Clay and then all the way back. Why are and all then, those people there? Because of the Eureka. We're going on the, the big charity run at, for Eureka. And so there's clubs. There's SOA clubs from California, from Nevada, from fucking Washington. They came for this incredible. We're going to raise a lot of money for the kids. That's why they're there. And so it is a real toy run or whatever, for, but we're just sure. masking it with the gun run. Well, well, we happen to be, we're going to take a little step to the left here, Got do it. a little gun run. Then we'll come back and join them for the big party, which we do. Okay. So you have all these guys riding with you on that day. Cause this episode seemed to be a very heavy riding episode. If you, and it was. We'll go through it out. There was riding throughout the all whole the time. episode. Yeah. Now you and I used to laugh. One of the things we always laughed at is sometimes you get, you get, uh, uh, family fam crow fans whatever you want to call it family uh they would sometimes come up to you at the comic con or if they see you in you know the local supermarket and they'd be like man you should do more riding scenes and i'd go that seems fucking boring <laughs> why do you just want to watch people ride motorcycles all day don't you want to see like like a story because you could go on I youtube love- and just watch harley videos like i love it though I love it, man. But this I've, one, there was a this lot one was good. of riding in this one. And then ultimately it leads to, which again, so Clay's riding for real. All the riders are riding. You guys head into the military store. Find out. Yeah. Okay. So that military store, by the way, great. It just looks great. The set's great. That's the first time we find out that Jimmy O is coming. I think so. Yeah. Right. It's, it's right here. His name it's a, is mentioned. It says when Cameron Hayes tells us that Jimmy O is coming stateside, we all look at Chibs, and everyone and they they did uh, it was it was uh, Guy Furlan directed this episode, and we all and the way they cut that was beautifully out. We all look not all of us, but we all we hear this name, we look over. It's like when people mention Kozik. Is they all look at well, gotta go through Tig. And when we this is a, a moment where Tommy and Tommy, Tommy, like the audience knows immediately that's not going to be a good thing. That's what I had written down. So 
Yeah, but we you know guys they, all knew. Everyone knew in that room that Jimmy who, about the Jimmy oh, yeah. Chibs history. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, right. oh, one one thousand percent. So sure. that's what I always think is cool because it's like the Kozik thing. That's such a great uh, uh, comparison because it's like the Kozik thing at the funeral home. Everybody was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to talk to Tig." The second they mentioned Jimmy O, everybody's like, "You know, this yeah. is a problem." So we now he's coming stateside. He plays a giant role up until the end of season three. So I always think it's cool. When uh, you th- this is the first we're hearing about them. I- I'll tell you a quick little weird story. You didn't watch the show, but I was doing the show Lost uh, years back. Um, and I did the second season of the show and I was a fan of the show and it was this huge television show. Uh, yeah, fuck, it was massive. Hit. Huge, massive show. And the first season was massive. And they didn't tell you much when you would go to do the show. You didn't read a full script. You didn't know anything. It was super secretive. J.J. Abrams, like totally whatever. And I was on the plane going to Hawaii from L.A. Oh, yeah. They filmed that in Hawaii. Yeah, with three three other actors who were also in the show. And we were all, you know, sitting in business first, whatever it was. And we knew that we were all in the show because it was like, Hey, you know, cause if you saw somebody on some Clancy Brown was one of them, you know, uh, uh, and one of the guys, we were all these guest stars on the show lost. And, um, I'm like, Hey, do you know what's going on in the show? And they're like, no, no, I just, you know, same like you, I just know my scenes. And I said, do you know, I, they're like, I don't know if I'm doing one episode or 20. And one of the guys who was the guest star on the plane sitting next to me, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, his first name's Michael, but he wound up playing like the main, one of the main roles for the rest of the run for like six more seasons. Wow. Wow. And that was his first episode. He had no idea what was going on. It's this guy with the glasses. Um, uh, I forget his name on the show and I did watch the show, but the point is, is here's this guy going, all he did was read sides, didn't know much. And he's becomes like literally the main person, Benjamin Linus. He played on the show on lost, which is like literally the main bad guy, whatever you're going to call. And I think that it's so interesting that when you hear Jimmy O in sons, and this is what I was thinking of, maybe they didn't know how big Jimmy would be on the show. Maybe they didn't know that it would be one of the most iconic Titus's character would go on. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is they mention things, but you don't know what the plan's going to be. You don't know how the audience is going to no. respond. You don't know how the actor's going to do. You don't know how it's going to be and what's going to become of it. In the case of things like Venus and and you know sure. with me with Manson and all, sure. you don't know. And then they become bigger. And then it goes the other way. Someone like Hassack or other people who maybe they think will be bigger, but then they kind of go the other way and they maybe move them off the show or they get smaller or smaller roles. So I always think it's cool when I heard that Jimmy O thing. I'm like, I definitely think that's the first time we heard his name. Yeah, I think so too. And Titus becomes so big on it. So, okay, we're at the military thing. We leave there. Um, Gemma's getting, uh, you know, she finds that mask as a taunt. By the way, I did. That's amazing, by the way, that that happened because I didn't. Her opening that and her reaction to that mask in the office uh, is is incredible, right? You, you, well, you can imagine uh, the feelings that Gemma must have flooded back at that moment when you're trying to, you know, bury things. Clay and her are not getting along that well. We don't really know why. Clay feels that Clay's got these bad hands. He's fighting with Jax. It's not a very good homey feeling right now. And here's fucking Piney saying something that you could never do in today's uh, writing. He goes, 
Uh, how you doing, sweet cheeks? To the beautiful redhead. That, <laughs> hey, sweet cheeks. Yeah, those days are over. Anyway, so sweet cheeks. I had a girlfriend in. I used to call sweet cheeks. Yeah, beautiful. And so she gets her car, and there's and she opens up this thing, and there it is. Comes but flooding maybe over. Can't sweet cheeks be like a good thing, like your cheeks? Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. these be sweet? Didn't matter that he was looking down there when he said it. But, <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> He said he has dementia in the episode. Maybe he didn't know what right. he was May, Exactly. Good for a piney. <laughs> so, um, so she gets that mask. And again, that's where it kind of, um, but what happens there, and I put, I put this down because it was important for me. She, she gets that mask and she starts, she's starting to now put things together, right? Like she, she literally gets the mask. She wants to go to Sherman's. Right. She wants because it's the Sherman's bag, which we now know is the cigar store. And she's putting everything together. Like almost like Kaiser Sose in Usual Suspects. She sees the tattoo. She sees the, that it's Zobel, who she met in the first episode when they came to the clubhouse. And now everything's starting to get put together to Gemma, which almost strikes more fear, but also makes her kind of be unpredictable. She's pulling the gun on the woman who's yelling at her, you know, to get out of the spot. She's. She's becoming more unhinged, but while figuring almost it all out that it is these guys, which I think really makes for, do you remember Goodfellas? Well, do you remember the movie? Goodfellas? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when um, Karen goes to, uh, uh, she has to meet Jimmy, uh, uh, Jimmy, Robert De Niro's character. And he's all the way back in the garment thing. And he's like, come in, come in. And she gets scared and she has to start walking away. It's, yeah. it's a really great Scorsese shot. And you only see her walking, but then behind her, you see them. That was kind of the Gemma thing here. Gemma was walking in fear of like figuring out that it might be these guys that did this to her, basically ruined uh, her life. Yeah. I, and you see yeah, I, them in the background. Yeah. No, I have to add to that, though. I, I think that when that mask shows up at her desk, um, Gemma can't, she, she, she's had it at that moment she she's had it she's told nobody she she suspects she sees that mask again and now she's going to take things into her own hands she she's she's getting on her fucking horse and her heart rate is up and she's fucking do you remember the line that she says when when the whole thing's happening to her that that tragic tragic night for her she goes do you know what i could do to you do you know what i could do to you Mm -hmm. she's going do you know what i could do She's 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 on a bit of a mission now, and and there she and she goes and she runs into Weston, Henry Rollins, so oh, fucking God. good, so fucking you know, good. And then and you see you see you see Rollins and fucking Adam Zabel arm in arm like buddies walking down. So the blood is through the roof. All right, now. All right, so then so Jim, what I have here is again it's the riding, and uh, here it is. The bike fires. Tell me about that whole thing. How did that? Yeah, happen? I just I, I just got really good riding scenes here. Like we've talked about how, and I'll, I'll remind the people, our family out there, that uh, my bike, Tig's bike, is I think the only bike that survived the whole seven years. Like that, it actually survived. Tig's bike. This is the one time it goes down hard. And my stunt guy who came in to do, you know, Tig got the wig on, very handsome boy. You're not <laughs> supposed. To, you never. You're never supposed to see his face though, right? He fucking took that. Here's Boone having the greatest time of all because Booney could run with that fat boy with those big bars. He he knew how to, he didn't like the bike that much, but he knew how to do it. And we had a beautiful moving car, moving like ATV beside us when Booney's shooting through some of the bikes. 
and people knew where he was coming, so get out of his way, and he runs into Tig. Now, you don't really run into Tig because it was my stunt double, but my stunt double took that bump, and he went over that freaking curb, and he went down hard. And, of course, he, re- he rehearsed it. He had all the knees on and the hips in the back. But I said to him before and after, I said, when you do this shot and you've practiced, what, what's your biggest concern? And he goes, the biggest concern is, is to not let the bike hit you. Mm. See, when he went over, if you watch that scene again, if you watch him, he makes sure that he's away from the bike. The worst thing is to fall in front of, and then the bike keeps coming and hits you. He makes freaking sure that Tig's bike is fucking gone when he flies. So he, he's not worried about how he falls. They fall all the time. He's not worried about jump off of a, a, a fire, a building because they do it all. But it's how you land, what's going to land on top of you. And he did it beautifully. It was an incredible. Stunt. Yeah. And, and again, it's, you're right. It's the, un, it's the variables. He's not concerned about him. It's the other stuff that could happen. It's also the other guys who are riding next to him and all this, because there was a lot of bikes in that scene. Obviously when they did the camera one, there's only probably a few because it's pretty close, but you still, you know what they did? I'll tell you, I'll tell, sorry, Theo, yeah. but what they, what they did exactly was clay always rode first. Yep. Then me and Charlie, then Boone and Tommy, then you and Ryan, like we had like, like an order. So when it was, it was obviously Pearl's stunt double in front of me, it was my stunt double, me, Charlie probably stayed on his bike because he was far enough away. But when Booney came in on my bike, there's no real riders anymore. They're, they're behind the shot. It's just my stunt double, Pearlman's stunt double, and probably Charlie's stunt double too, to tell you the truth. And he just fucking ran right into that tire. And my boy went right up on that curb, no fucking problem. And then he just accelerated. One take? Was it one take? One take. Only needed one take. Yeah. It's amazing. And and again, so now you go flying down. You're a mess. Um, Tate goes off the road. You're screaming. You're, you're all messed up. And again, we don't know because it cuts right to another scene. What? that means for Tig, right? And again, yeah. that's what we did so well. Like, is he really hurt? Is he whatever? So then we go to Gemma onto really quick. Again, it's a great scene where he comes up yeah. to the car. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. It's a beautiful lines, beautiful. She goes, well, I didn't kill him. You know, I didn't kill her, which is great. I mean, okay. she's just saying she pulled it. And again, typical Gemma. Unser's looks are, Unser was, Stunner. I'm going to get to it. Unser was, fucking off the charts in this episode Dayton and was, the and the emmy goes to holy Dayton cali so good off the charts in this no, episode like so i good. was watching him and i'm like i talk to this motherfucker all the time, all the time. yeah and i sometimes forget because we just laugh the whole time we're on the phone or with texting this dumb shit to each other but he is so fucking good so good he got to play so many colors in this episode. So many colors. Beautiful. And okay. So we go to that. Now we cut back. Okay. So now we're going to get into it, right? Um, the TIG scene in the hospital, the stitch me up is classic TIG. I mean, it's the line. Stitch when me you, up. When, stitch me <laughs> up. <laughs> when, you, when you're told, just lay on the gurney. When you're told, you don't have to fucking do anything, but just be <laughs> agitated. Oh, here's your lines. And. Stitch, and Booney's going to be my my as as you know as Clay my bitch. Yeah. I mean, he gets to be my 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 lackey for the entire you know because it's your fault that stupid bike of yours. God, we had fun in there. 
That's mean, what I was going to say. You had a fun group too. You had you half sec happy Boone we, and you, and you had no one, no none of that's the shackles. It. No, no that's around. it. It's just Boone and his bad bike. It's me and a gurney. It's happy trying to do the right thing and half sec. I mean, it's, it was a great foursome. We really had a lot of fun. And then, and then you got the office person kind of rats you out, right? Rats me right. You out. look like this nefarious character. She's calling these bounty hunters, yeah. and. Here it goes, right? You kind of go out, you're making, you, you, you're talking, you're giving him the stuff about him, Bobby fucking up. You're giving him the business about that. Well, and then, sorry. And then I go like this. When Bobby says he's got a gash on his leg, the size of your attitude, <laughs> <laughs> like right to the nurse. He's got a gash, the size of your attitude, lady. And like such great and writing, Kaiser, by the I hate way. Fucking Kaiser, such good writing. And so Boone, fun. what Boone did so well in that is he knew he fucked up because Bobby's always kind of cool, right? He knew he yeah. fucked up, and he was like he concerned. And also, Bobby had to kind of like take charge because Clay's mad at him. So it was really got to see a different version of Bobby in that moment, which I really liked. Yes. Yes. It was kind of cool no, for sure. concerned. I fucked up. This is on me, which comes out later when Jackson Clay fight. But right from there, we we do we do cut to that scene of Unser and Zobel's spot. Um, I just want to talk about that for a minute. Cause that is people should go back and watch that. There's so many choices which you know about. You get a scene that's one on one. It's written, it's easy. You got your thing, especially Unser's doing most of the talking. So Bell's answering, but Unser's really driving the car in that one. The choice to like pick up cigars and look at them when he says, no, I don't smoke. He doesn't even want the cigar, but the choice to pick it up and check it out and take your time. Own the room. Oh, good. It was so, you know, so much meaning with such little things being said by the end of that thing. It is spot on. It is it is spot on. Answer and Zobel in that just the two of them. The law is he really? But yes, he is. Yeah. Zobel does he really sell cigars? No, he doesn't. Yeah. It's it's and and, and he Unser, says, I know what you do when you're not yeah, in that suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. And then what I thought, and again, this is why I fucking admire the writing so much, is he says, Charming's a special kind of place, right? It's a special town. It's a special place that some people who are here and some people, instead of saying the word leave, he says disappear. Yeah. Which is very different than leaving. Disappearing is you're gone. Yeah. Don't be surprised, Zobel. If you never find your own body coming up, <laughs> like, like disappear. I love fucking this. brilliant. I just loved it. And again, everybody knows my, my big buddy. I just love uh, Dayton more than anything. So now the recovery agents come to pick you up. Yeah. There's okay. A so moments real, in there. Tell real, me about real quick, that. just real quick. So my boy, Matt McCollum, Matt McCollum is one of the bounty hunters. Okay. He, he did a show in the late nineties in Vancouver called nightman nightman. Uh, three people saw it. Uh, I, I was in it. I had like five shows, six shows. Which, which agent was he? Uh, he? He was the head guy. The head guy in the back, in the back, why headbutt? He's the head guy, Matt. Okay. Uh, there was three of them. Four of them. Great guy. Yeah, the young, handsome guy who comes out first. Sure. The, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He, that's Matt. Anyway, just kind of fun that we looked at each other and went, wow, because he's a huge stuntman and he was a stuntman in Nightman. That's why he got the gig probably, but good to see his face. Look, I'm in the back of that freaking thing. I get in there, I'm gone. And I just have to, I have to tell you, Bobby, Bobby's helmet, please tell me. You're okay. Talk about that so, helmet. so you, you guys, Samley, there is uh, a lot of things in this show because there's so much to edit and so much to get into 42 minutes with all the commercials. Something was lost from the show that, that I feel was a real injustice to Boone. He was in that parking lot trying to start that bike and it kind of got going. Then it sputtered. He put that helmet on the wrong way. It was like a little beanie. He got up, he booted the bike. He kicked the bike. He started, he fell off the bike. Like it was a show all unto itself. I saw it. We all saw it. And we all went, that's going to be the whole movie. We're not even talking. It was, and he was so proud of all. And they just, they got, they just got rid of all of it because of time. But they kept the helmet. The helmet they kept, but man, he went full on three stooges. He, he, he was full on. He was so funny. The best, again, what I said, and again, I didn't even know about all that other stuff, but when that helmet kind of starts jiggling and it's off and it's not strapped in no, and he's so mad and he's yelling at the half sack. And it's like, that's again, earning that because he is so concerned in the hospital and he is knows that it's his fault. And now Tig's gone out of nowhere with these, who knows what kind of people these are, you know, we come to find out, but the audience, when they first see it, they don't know who they are. Why are these yeah. people picking them up? Um, because I didn't know. I, I knew about bounty hunters in my life. I knew about uh, bail and all that stuff and that there are people that come to get you. But I didn't know they come to do it like that. Like they come no. out of vans and stuff. So, okay. Clay coming off the bike. Um, that's in the gas station where he's like, we're not going to get take. They have that big argument with Jackson Clay. I thought when Clay came off the bike, that was for real, by the way, for a second. <laughs> I don't remember that. I just remember that things are not good, right? Clay just, you know, uh, Clay's just in a bad mood. He's in a bad mood. His hands, Gemma, now Tig, Bobby, the fucking bike. I mean, he can't cope. And none and of them are his decisions. Right. And he, he goes to sit with Opie, right? Doesn't Opie have a great line so in that's, there? I mean, that's, I was, I, I wrote about it. The scene between him and Opie. Uh, I'm going to say something about Ryan Hurst, which is so good. Um, Opie is so minimal in his deliveries of lines. Yeah. They're very measured. They're very even. They're very, there's, they don't go up or down. And yet they have a giant impact when he says them. Don't don't you remember when we do read throughs or we'd, we'd rehearse around, around the, in the chapel. And I remember every time he opened his mouth, I'd, did he say something? Yeah. Did he? I mean, he had this incredible fucking thing going on with that whisper of his and just that thing. Yeah, it was and it beautiful. Wor- and, he, and it's what he chose and it worked. And I'll never forget when I was a young actor and I, I, I was watching, I used to watch everything, documentaries, interviews, anything I can see. And De Niro did this interview and, uh, and they said to De Niro, they said, you know, because everybody eventually De Niro, Pacino, you know, Daniel Day, Brando, all these people throughout their career, Meryl Streep, they've been asked, you know, what, what, what's the key to great acting? And people ask us and people ask whatever. And De Niro's answer was really interesting because the crowd laughed at first, but then he was like, no, I'm being serious. He's like, do nothing. Yeah. And they were like, haha. And he's like, no, do nothing. Like, if you're thinking about it, you're doing too much. Like, do nothing. 
And then he went further. He, he talked about, about how you don't think about when you're talking, you just talk. Yeah. So do nothing. And, you know, sometimes as actors, and we know this, you know, you get material and you want to crank it up a notch or you want to, you got to, you know, adjust the, 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 how, how's this going to go? And what I loved about Opie is that he was Opie tried and true the whole time. And he made a choice early in this series to be this guy. So he has this amazing scene with clay where he's sitting there and you could see at that moment that again, I know this became a team team clay team Jack's thing, but it was like, he respects clay. He wants to be like clay. He wants that. He doesn't want to be Jack's crying and belly aching about everything. He wants to be like with the club. He wants to make money and he wants to dive in. And he knows clay is that guy, which again, fucking brilliant writing the scene later on with you and him. Yeah. So there's that amazing scene with them. Everybody's confused because now Jax is kind of turning on Opie when he comes back to the bikes of like, oh, you know, and Chibs is the one confused in the back. Clay's trying to drive off the bike. You know, this is everything's there's tension as usual per yeah. usual. Yeah, it's a tension for sure. And But I have to m- mention the comic line that Opie does say that when Clay's bitching about his hands. And op- and he goes, I can't even get my dick out of my pants. And Opie goes, that's what prospects are for. What I mean, I had to stop again and replay it because when you hear, as you just said, the delivery that Ryan did it and 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 the look that Perlman gave him, it's just it's it's just such funny, beautiful shit. Um, look at Opie being the man in the situation, counseling Clay on what to do. Oh yeah, and I also want to mention that, like, look at Opie. Being the man to Clay and giving Clay some counsel when it was just literally six shows shows ago that Clay had Opie's wife accidentally killed. Like, like Opie is just turning into this fucking club 100% guy. And here's Clay. Anyway, I, I we can't go on. We got to yeah. wrap this. But, you know, yeah. like, it's just fucking great. It was no, just great, it's great shit. And then, so now Anser and Tara, you know, always great scenes. It's in the, it's in right. the church, in the chapel. Just great, right? And they're kind of these life talks. They start off different, and then they go into the life stuff. Um, you know, it plays right into the earlier stuff of her saying the old lady. Yes. So everything yes. comes around. yes. You know that nothing, what, what Kurt never wasted a line, like his, it, when he write a word, when you write a line, it's going to come back. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. There's nothing that like, you better pay attention to everything that's being said because it's going to come back somewhere in this episode or three seasons later. Um, which is why I'm so nuts about the notes when I'm watching it. Cause I'm like, I can't even miss something. I might. Miss no, something I know. Important here. Can't fill up the popcorn bowl. No, I can't fill up my Ryan Coke. No, okay, unless I press pause. Can't. Do and then I'm, and then I'm running pause. to get and then coming right back because I don't want to miss if you the pause. Press pause. Now you forgot everything. And you know what if it goes mess. back to the beginning? The mess. <laughs> Whole so, thing's a mess. So now we got Gemma is spying on these guys on everything. She's following West. Yeah. She's following Weston, right? I mean, all that shit. You know, that's not going to end well for for her. I really felt that. I thought Me too. I don't know where this is going to go with her, but Jesus, there's no, there's I no, thought they were going to catch her. 
I thought they might catch her looking at her and fucking. Yeah. Just, I just thought they were going to roll up on her. or Somebody was going to show up at the truck. It just, I was, it, I was nerd. They went, they kept going back to it too much for me to think that something's not going to happen. And ultimately we know what does. So we get right to Tig in the van. So you're How alone. funny was that? I was How funny was you, that? You're alone. You got to tell me about it. You're alone with all the guest stars. Just okay. Just when you, when you, when, when I'm, when I'm okay, again, it's like all these three guys, four guys, who love me, love the show, love all of us in the show. So happy to be working on the show and I'm giving it up to them too. But when you're handed lines like that, you know, when you're, when you're able to say the lines that Tig says in this scene, which about Oprah and half a fag and well, you're, you, you could never play cause your knees were, and you, you were very frustrated. You've got, you've got issues like that, that kind of stuff that is written specifically that you then get to say, it's like, with dinner. don't do anything with it. Just say it. Just say and you're it. You're playing it as TIG. And it's like, that's again, that's TIG, right? We talk yes. about a lot. You and I talk about a lot of like, especially going back to these shows from however many years ago, the world has changed so much, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and when you're playing, the, we're portraying these outlaw bikers, these homicidal maniacs, these murderers. And sometimes, like I said, and we said this, sometimes people get hung up on the words. Like, I can't believe he said that. And I'm like, you can't believe he said that, but we just murdered seven people. Um, you know, and again, it's like this whole thing, but that's Tig being Tig. He knew the second he got in two goals. This is what I took from it. Tig has to find out where, yeah. find out what's where. going on, where, Oregon. Why, why am I here? He goes, Oregon. How was he? Fuck. Oh, and then <laughs> he knows. When the second that guy says he can't be beaten up, oh, I'll get beaten up. Yeah. And he starts saying all these horrible yeah. things to these yeah. guys to get them, you know, calling them names and saying these things to get them. They, to they, couldn't, they, could, they couldn't control himself. That's why when Tig gets thrown out in the back of that van and I land on that dirt and I go, woo, and I'm just so, so fucking happy. There's blood everywhere because I know I've, I've bought some time here. I've definitely bought some time. Yeah, and again, um, that's why in that Tig character, who's such a maniac and such a, uh, a like a like you know he is. This is also when Tig was much in the first few seasons. You're still defining Tig, yeah. really after the Donna stuff with Opie. At this point, he's still in a lot of our minds, a lot of the fans, this homicidal, crazy Doberman who's going to attack at any time. Right? I I got. I just wrote this down. Tig has no filters. He's pure and twisted as the blowing snow in the freezing prairies. Like he's just, you don't know what's going to happen. Can't play it anymore. You, 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 you don't know what is going to come out of his mouth. You don't, but you better be on his side because if you're on his side, cause he doesn't, that's, that's it. And what I say is you can't play that anymore because if you were going to play that oh, you type mean, of stuff oh, I and see. say that type of stuff now, you're immediately labeled a bad guy. But the thing is that that people were rooting for Tig. They sure were. So again, that's and knowing that he's going to say these things and do these things. So again, the I love the van stuff. I just thought um, they knows he can't collect. So the plan to get into the motel, Jackson Clay pushing each other. Bobby comes in as the mediator, and this really built up into Bobby of being like, "This is my fault." They, they fucking shoved each other they hard. Shoved each other. That was. I real. wasn't there. You weren't there, that but we real. saw it on the TV. That was real, man. And then Piney comes up and Piney's just this loose cannon crazy, wants to defy Clay. He has this idea. Thank God you and I weren't there for that scene. Oh, 
Well, you were I, well, there. What am I talking uh, no, no. about? You were no, no. there. I, I get a piece of piney. We always, I, I always would say on set, I want a piece of piney. I want a piece of piney. Meaning, I want to drink vodka with him. I want to take his nose Wait, things so off. Before you get into that truck, tell me about the truck backing into the motel. Yeah, no, it was just the greatest thing ever. I just remember, was it Gwyneth who directed this one? Was it Guy? It was guy, guy Furlan. I think it was Guy. Yeah, Gwyneth. Did, yeah, so so Guy did this one. I just remember saying to Guy that when that truck comes through the wall, because they were talking about it and talking about it and talking about it, I said, can, can you have a camera on me? Like, just the whole time so I can experience it for the first time. It actually coming through the wall and he had to make sure that it was okay with Krenin, Krellen and all the, make sure Kim's going to be safe. He's going to be safe. I'm going, I'm going to be safe. Just put the, you know, it'll stop. I trust he, so they let me do it. And so that, that look that I, that I just, that, that was like, is it going to stop? Is the truck going to and then and then it comes through, passes through the wall, and I have the greatest line after that. I say something like, um, "Sorry, boy." I, I, yeah, I go like this. I go, uh, "What the fuck did I say?" Oh yeah, I go, "Look, boys, gotta go. It's been a lot of fun." Oh yeah, look, uh, j- hey guys, gotta tell you, it's been a lot of fun, but gotta go. This is my ride. I mean, come on, like come on. And they and they just. And it all started because Piney had an idea. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We're just going to go do it. I mean, I mean, it was it was beautiful. And, and again, those guys hanging on to the truck, and you could see that. And I remember those days. It's like, hey guys, we're going to yeah, do this. Man. We might have one take. We're going to do this. Like, just the camera's going to be on you, and it's real. Like you're hanging on. You're you don't know what's happening, and everybody's just reacting to the chaos of how fast we're all moving. Season two, episode four, Eureka. We didn't have stunt doubles for the back of that truck. No. We were on it, grab a piece of wood. No. Piney's going to go barreling out of there. Hang on. And Hang we on. fucking did. Hang on. We have one take. Hang on. And that's kind of, again, I think that's why the show always did seem so authentic and real because a lot of times it kind of was in what was happening with some of this stuff. Um, certainly, okay. certainly early. Yeah, and, certainly early before right, we got so big. N- now, now, so that's great. So then I, I, I don't know what yours is, but my name is going like, into shoot. Rollins. Yeah. Go what ahead. is Jemmin? I just going to go, what is Jemmin doing? Okay. Oh boy. She's sitting there. She's going to blow this guy away. She's going to go to jail for the rest of her life. She doesn't care who sees her. She's going to blow him away. And then she hears the family stuff coming out of Weston. The son, the little boy playing baseball. Yeah. And this is what, Doing these things with you selfishly is helping me out, bro. Me too. Because, because I am learning shit about the writing in this show from seeing it. There's always, you said this earlier, 12 shows ago, there was always someone badder than us, or there was someone doing just shit that we would never, ever do. This is a moment where Gemma had every right for what she went through to do whatever that girl Gemma was going to do to Weston at that moment. But you know what she hears about? The son, the son's friend, the other little. And so she just can't do it because her heart won't let her do that. What, what, what kind of like, isn't that brilliant? This is what I said. How crazy is this that she has every right that if as an audience member, because that if she shot the guy, you'd, you'd stand up and cheer. 
You'd, you'd be, you'd be, you couldn't, you would go, yes, that's what she's supposed to do. But this is why us doing this show has been a bit of like, I feel like I'm taking like a course in school. I really do. Like, I feel like I'm going to class like yes. every time. Not, not just is it helping me as an actor, which I can't wait to even, cause I never really watch a lot of my stuff. I mean, I do, but like to see what goes on, which you're sure. doing, you know, sure. I'm watching other actors. I'm watching sure. their choices. I'm watching writing, structure, TV. You know, I'm watching all this as like different because I'm taking notes. I don't watch my entertainment and take notes. You know what I mean? And now I'm like watching like a student. What's so amazing in that scene is you have this guy who deserves every bad thing possible that should happen to him. But the brilliance is you put humanity into him. Yeah. And for a second, Gemma's eyes are like, he has a son and he's talking about his other son and he's like pumping him up and telling him good job. And she can't do it. Can't do it. And then Sutter takes it a step further. And do you know where we we, we leave her? We leave her in a portable toilet. Yeah, porta potty. She's in a portable porta potty. Yeah. Sitting there, camera above her. You, you you can't even the the loneliness and 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 the and the and where she's at and couldn't do it the door is shut in a toilet I mean I don't know Sutter's that's just and the great worst shit. part is it probably smelled like shit there you go there, there, there you go <laughs> so okay so Jackson Opie have a confrontation really quickly you know there's a couple of lines said we could tell now we got some tension. We got that. That came to that point where, you know, when he said, well, how do I know you're not going to tell Clay? And he said, don't take your stepdad shit out on me. Go resolve your own stuff. Amazing. But the best part of that moment right there is you, the tequila with the straw. Why did you ask him for the other straw? And tell me, was that written or? That was written. Okay. That, That was written. Yeah. No, that was written. And if it wasn't written, I should just get an ad lib star for the day. <laughs> no, if, if you think I have any idea if that was actually written or not, I have no fucking clue. Because he pulls one but, out. But did he pull one out? Did yeah, he, pull he pulled out, a, out straw? a straw. He gave it to you. You stuck it in because okay, so that definitely is famous was for the for the tequila with the straw, yeah. and you got to actually do it. Yeah, to do it with him. No, That's it's amazing. fantastic. No, it's fantastic. A little piece of piney, man. Come on. So, okay, we're getting towards the end. Uh, rising again at the end. What happened to all those? Oh, the riding again at the end. Um, here, There's a word here that said, I want to just talk about very briefly one second. They ask if if we're whole. Are they whole? That's Is Tig whole? Is he is whole? whole? Is Tig whole? Yeah. That's yeah. Is Tig an probably, asshole? That's no, probably the whole? second most used word in that, in that TV series to Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many times have we said, are you whole? Is he whole? whole? Are you whole? whole. Are you whole? whole. Is Tig whole? Is Clay whole? Is that whole? And yet, and yet, I haven't heard it in a while. Like these shows that you're picking with your beautiful fans and Samley. Like I haven't heard that whole for a while. So it just jumped out again at me last night. I went, when I was rewatching oh. this. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. The whole. Is he whole? Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, party. Uh, so here we go. We're at um, Unser and Gemma at the end. Uh, we get to the party. You and I both weren't there. We know those big party scenes, but we're both not in it. I just you- found it, it, it was great. It was great. Late night, great. Everyone's the big Eureka thing. We were celebrating. Every, and everyone has a different, like Tommy, the look in his face was different from what Jazz. Then you got someone kissing a, a, a crow eater just because half sack. Couldn't wait to get that necking in, right? 
And all of a sudden we cut to what we then find out is going to be our last scene, right? We get, we get Jax and Clay and the way they sat on their motorcycles back, like Clay had his back to Jax, didn't, didn't even face him like back to him. And Jax is looking at him and he's not even really looking at him, but this is what he says. Jax is so, and who's going to teach me how to be you? You want to tell me how to do this? You want to fucking tell me how to do this? Because of you and what you've done with your trigger, man, and the shit that you did. Clay says, you're going to have to figure out for yourself what to do. But if you ever mention it again about Donna, I'll kill you. Thank God. And I, I wrote right down there. I wrote right down. I said, I believe Clay. Mm-hmm. If you bring it up one more time, I will kill you. I'll kill you. And there we go. We and have Jax. It ends right there. And why? Week after week, from 2008 to 2014, could these incredible family Fan, Samly, Crow fan, whatever. Fam Crow. It's Fam Crow that you come up with. And that's why you're so fucking brilliant, you funny motherfucker. No wonder they couldn't wait to see the next week. And then the next week. And then the next week. I mean, honest to God, just good shit. Yeah. And, and again, I just think that, again, that, that Hank, like that, you're sitting there with your mouth open. Did he just say he'll kill him and you believe him? And now I got to wait till next week. Um, Real quick before we go, because, you know, uh, C.A. Rasmussen wrote us. I love your show, guys. You help keep me positive. By the way, I have beaten cancer. Come on, man. That's all I care about. That's the stuff that matters the most. Um, It's amazing. And that just shows this show. If, if for anything, you and I having fun getting to do this, um, I just love that people stay positive from it. And if it gets you through your day, if it makes you have fun, well, fucking great. If it doesn't, who cares? <laughs> we love them all so much, man. And I love you. I'll I love see you, you too, brother. I'll see you in a week. Yeah. Who uh, knows where we'll be? Um, we're going to start it, preempting these. Yeah. We're going to have to. I mean, I'm I'm going soon. And I know you're going to go soon. Yep. I might be in a toilet next time doing one of the, I mean, we're going to have to you know, do them a little bit. Or, we'll talk funny. about that next week. We'll talk about it next week. So go much love, thing. buddy. Love to die. Love and, you, buddy. Uh, go get, jump in the snow for me. My jacket's on. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> love love you. you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory pod, hashtag theory pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the, where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? 
starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.